Let me now Sometimes I feel a little mad But don't you know that no one alive Can always be an angel When things go wrong I seem to be bad I'm just a soul whose intentions are good be misunderstood Baby Sometimes I'm so carefree With a joy that's hard to hide And sometimes it seems that All I have to do is worry And then you're bound to see my other side I'm just a soul who's Please don't let me be misunderstood. Please don't let me be misunderstood. Well, that's uh, my life most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is Trice Talk, and I'm Donald Wayne. And I'm Dennis Lee. Um, Please don't let me be misunderstood. Looks like we got uh, Robert in there. Hey, Hey, Robert. Hello. Robert? Robert? Uh, can you hear me? I can hear you. Robert. We can, we can, can hear you. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Yeah, I'm, yes, Major, Dennis. Ma- Major Tom. <laughs> to ground control. Yeah. Hey, BP uh, and uh, BP. <laughs> uh, um, you, got a, you got a significant snowstorm coming your way, don't you there, Robert? Uh, not that I'm aware of. We had rain the last mm. two days. Okay. Well, I know uh, that uh, when Jess Duck gets in here, she's probably preparing for it because there's supposed to be a snowstorm of biblical proportions in her neck of the woods. Biblical? Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, I, pop, do, I, I do apocalyptic. have... Um, yes. I do, do have, have what? to say. You, oh, oh, Okay. <laughs> You can now help support my show by donating to my PayPal account at paypal.me slash Mr. Clean Show. All donations go to help buy new equipment and supplies for the show. Uh Okay, you're expanding then, Robert. Yes. I actually had my first donation yesterday. So are you hiring, Robert? Do you need any? Yeah, we might. Need a uh, staff? I don't have any money to pay you. (laughs) Oh, well, we're not getting paid now. (laughs) We're used to that. (laughs) Why? Do you want to help me with my show? I wouldn't mind. That was just... what was it? Help me out here, Dennis Lee. I'm <laughs> for words. Donald I got something started. I didn't off. know how to finish it. <laughs> hey, Real McCoy. Welcome. Well, that's uh, cool, Robert. Uh, when did you start that up? A few days ago. Oh, ah, okay. Well, and I even hope if, that... Even if I'm not on the air, you could still donate. Well, I hope yeah. that goes well for you, sir. Yeah. I hope I hope you bring in enough that you can get a staff there, Robert. Right. That would be interesting if I did have one. It'd be a it'd be a virtual staff because uh, COVID nineteen. Uh, now, do you mean a staff like um, what you know, Dumbledore for somebody would have, or Dumbledore? I don't know. 
Who's he or she? <laughs> <laughs> Harry Potter. Harry Potter. You, you, uh, you, you, you know the Harry I, Potter stories, right? No, uh, I don't do that stuff. That's the, that's the old guy from the uh, It's a Wonderful Life, Harry Potter. Um, uh, it's a Wonderful Life? <laughs> what? I'm sorry. Uh, Am I on the wrong show? Are you talking about that old Christmas classic that people watch uh -huh. year after year? You'll well, get what's coming to you, Potter. Well, I, who is that? I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, didn't I messed up on that one. I didn't recognize that one either. Is that that Scottish thing you try to do sometimes? Yeah, it's the scotch coming out. Um, <laughs> well, I, I didn't know you drank good. scotch. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Oh, there's Jess Duck. Hey, Eric. hey Jess. Hey, Eric. Hey, we were just I talking beat about Eric here you. today. You did. You did. Um, the slightly serious show finally wrapped up. So oh. you're you're going to start seeing an influx of people. You know, d doing what I always say: hashtag fill the live cast. Well, you're awesome, Eric. <laughs> um, and I think BP is already here. Yeah, I, I didn't see yes, that. Yes, he BP, was the first one here. BP said, you can pay me with alcohol. Uh, <laughs> I guess if you supplied it for free, you know, that wouldn't actually be considered payment. You might be able to do that legally. I, do they? I don't even know if it's... It used to be illegal to, to actually have alcohol when you're on the air, uh, you know, for oh, radio and TV. Uh, yeah. Well, I didn't oh, get the memo well, on that one. I just... <laughs> uh, yeah, you just reminded me of an infamous incident back in September of 1983. Um, you remember legendary newswoman Jessica Savage from NBC News? Yeah, I remember the name. Um, she she had an infamous incident. I think I think it was September October where she went on the air and she appeared intoxicated because her eyes looked real real glazed and stuff and. And she was kind of fumbling some of her words, and and there's video of it on YouTube because oh, wow. NBC regrettably didn't did, didn't keep keep all those those like like NBC News Digest, you know, like archived. It's like they sadly yeah. throw away history, hmm. um, and that that was probably uh, you know an infamous gaff seen and heard around the world at that time. <laughs> wow! And many were wondering, is Jessica Savage all right? But but I think sadly before she died in her that car accident in Pennsylvania, um, you know she had she had struggled like with substance abuse and mm -hmm. um, and then and then growing up not knowing her father because her father had died when she was very very young. Jeez, well, I, I do know, and I, I've seen uh, I've read stories and and seen clips where people used to show up on the Johnny Carson show either intoxicated or high from some kind of drug. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Joe, that wouldn't surprise man. me. Yeah, Joe Every Walsh man. did a, a famous interview where he's, yeah, I don't even remember the Johnny Carson show uh, going <laughs> on there because he was always so high when he went on. But, yeah, um, I don't, we, you know, yeah. it's a rumor whether Johnny was drinking or not. We never know exactly mm -hmm. what was in that cup, but, or Ed's, like you said, Ed, Ed. Uh, was, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was good. Well, there was a time, you know, you would see on Johnny Johnny Carson show him, you know, openly cha chain smoke those cigarettes, and even one oh, yeah. time he said says um, the, 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 these things are killing me. Yeah. 
Now tell me, Ed, what is in that cup? Yeah. What do you got in that cup, Ed? <laughs> uh, I, I miss oh, yeah, Johnny he, Carson. I miss Johnny. Oh, you know, yeah, Johnny you was have, the man. If you have Amazon Prime, the you can watch the uh, Johnny Carson show, and you can watch the Carol Burnett show on Amazon Prime. Oh, I love so, Carol Burnett too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially the outtakes where they're, where, you know, where they're cursing on there. That is so funny. Um, <laughs> Mama's family and all the skits. Oh. I mean, that was, that was the neat thing about Johnny Carson and and uh, Johnny Carson and the Mighty Carson Art Players or whatever he called it, because uh, he used to do a lot of skits on his show before he, he got, got too yeah. old and. But uh, same way with Carol Burnett. Golly, those people were funny. Tim Conway and oh, um, I love it. Wagoneer, crack- Harvey Corman. Yeah. yeah, when they crack each other up and they just start busting yeah. out laughing, that's just the best. I mean, that was shows you could actually sit there, you know, with your kids if if they were interested right. and watch it and not be concerned. Uh, I was not I, exposing themselves or anything. Yeah, you have to actually, you know, be ready to cover your kids' eyes now, you know, when commercials come on, because you never know what they're going to say. Uh, of course, not that I have any kids that are I have to do that to anymore, but... Uh, We're still impressionable. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, now you be careful what you watch. <laughs> you cover uh, your ears now, boy. Yeah, golly. Turn your head. You don't want to see that. Oh, my goodness. Daddy, what is that? Hello, Crimson. <laughs> hey, <Yeah>. Crimson. <laughs> uh, those were the days. Well, uh, good luck with that, Robert, uh, uh, if you're still there. I see you're yeah. still, still on the bubble. Oh, Benny Hill was great, too. Oh, yeah. I loved it when he slapped that little man's head. That was always funny. So what was Benny Hill on? I mean, what network was that on? Was It It was on the British the British channel. Oh, it was just, the, okay. So it wasn't on any uh, American channel? No, and that's where I got into watching uh, Faulty Towers, Benny Hill. Oh, I love Faulty are Towers. You, are, <laughs> are, you, are you being served? Uh, oh, I love that one, too. Britcoms. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. The Britcoms are the best. They uh, yeah, Faulty Towers is funny, and Monty Python, of course. I, I haven't seen a Monty Python that I did not like. Faulty Towers wasn't that the hotel thing? Yes, yeah, with John, John Cleese, Cleese. Yeah. <laughs> when he, he had seems, more hair. <laughs> right, he just he, he was just one of a kind. I mean, he's still around, but I mean, he's he's one of a kind. Yeah, well, now he's kind of relegated to James Bond movies. Yeah, they got another one coming up. Um, I forget who was going to play it. I think they're going with a female Bond this time. Yeah, I, th- I think I read that the next Bond is going to be a female. That's fine. Uh, are they going to call him? Call her James? Or <laughs> no, <laughs> or does it even matter Jenny, anymore? I don't know. I think I think Jenny. Jenny, uh, Jenny Bond? That doesn't quite have the same ring. Jenny. <laughs> Jenny Bond. Okay. <laughs> Shaken, not stirred. Jane Bond. Very good, Jess Duck. Jane oh, yeah. or Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know how Jackie Bond would sound. <laughs> yeah. Jackie. But it Jane would be short Bond. for Jacqueline. 
Jessica Bond. Oh, well. Oh, that, that's a good one. I think that name's already taken, BP, or maybe I didn't see that movie. I don't know. Um, yeah. <laughs> don't get it confused with Jessica Rabbit, though. Oh, yeah. Don't confuse that. That's one of a kind right there. <laughs> well, how did we get on that? You know, I don't know how these things happen. I mean, the they just... <laughs> the, you know, Wacky Wednesdays had a big grip on, on this week. Tuesday night, we started yeah. out kind of crazy yeah. and... Yeah, I guess no, Robert no, not BP. Uh, Robert did it. It's Robert's fault. Yeah. Why? Robert. Yeah. You 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 steered us in the wrong direction tonight, Robert. That's right. That's right. All at least we're getting it out of our system. Yeah. One and bad I, potato to rot the whole bunch. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I've actually got a story about your state a little bit later on, Robert. Oh my not, goodness! Not, not that you'll probably still be here to listen to it, but it, yeah. There's a story. I've already about, just sent Laura an invite if she's oh. interested in coming in. What kind of show is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. oh, yeah. Yeah, you just got to oh, love Robert Laura. Said, I mean, she's Robert a real gem. Oh, she's awesome. Okay. Well, Donald Wayne. So, did, did you watch. Uh, the I did not. President? I saw that in the notes, and I didn't know that he was. Uh, actually speaking to uh you know the nation yeah they propped him up for 20 minutes and um like people were holding him up or well we never know what's on behind the podium but uh it could could have some braces back there but yeah he he read the teleprompter he i mean um it, it wasn't anything you know that that we would get excited about but um he didn't he didn't mess up too much the weekend at Bernie's, yeah, yeah, that that's another great. Movie. <laughs> that's a good one, just. But yeah, he just talked More about like his weekend plans at COVID. Did you did you yeah. watch it, Eric? Or I guess if you were on was slightly. Um, I didn't, didn't get around to watching it because I, had, you know, went went to go vi- visit with a friend for a little bit this evening. Um, uh oh. Uh, oh, you got sucked must- into the matrix. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he must have taken the red pill. Uh, I just, pill. I don't remember. Right, hang on. Uh, I don't remember which one was the. the, uh, hang, the oh, there you back. are. We're about Wh- to send. Which one was? Um, I I went into a hole because I was driving oh, across okay. the bridge. So, which was the the reality pill on the Matrix? Was it the green? I think uh, it was, it was the red, red or the blue. It was the red. The red, um, red. I'm I'm going to read it like um, Lawrence Fishburne's character Morpheus said. Um, you take the blue pill, the dream ends, you, you'll wake up in your bed and continue to believe what you want to believe. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and i show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Oh, yes, Eric. That's what yeah. I want to take. And then we and see I, him I'm in sure like, um, I'm, I, I think that like, if you get ready to update the opening sequence of the, of the show soon, you probably got to include that clip from the, from the Matrix. Do. Like, this is your yeah. last chance, or unless you I, use it as a special opening. We might, we might do that with the new schedule we have. We might just do that. Uh, that's a good, that's a good idea. I will credit you, you, you for You need that, to get that. Yeah, you, you need to probably use that clip in the opening before you, yeah. you know, go with that theme music you normally use. Um, yeah. Like, um, like, like this is your final chance. Yeah, and then the, and Morpheus explains the blue pill and the red pill. I want to make a note to my future self. So I'll remember to do that here. 
But anyway, Biden just basically talked about, you know, what he has done, um, you know, and saving the country from COVID and uh, really no mention of, uh, of Trump getting the uh, vaccine uh, fast lined last year. So and then he, he it, I almost thought he was going to come out and say something against the states that like Texas that are opening. But he didn't really name them by name. He just said, you know, now is not the time to um, to let down our guard. And, oh, he didn't call anybody a Neanderthal again. No, he didn't. Uh, he didn't do that. And I, I only saw him get lost a couple of times. Uh, so it wasn't bad, but I swear it, it, it's sad when, you know, cause after he finishes, I mean, he, he hurries out of there as hurries, hurries as fast as he can. And, and you have to watch him walk down the corridor, you know, after he leaves the, the podium. And that's just, it's kind of sad I'm, that these yeah. people put him in that position where he's got to, got to do that but anyway it nothing nothing we haven't already heard so uh, but he he did brag about he says he's ahead of schedule on on the number of uh vaccinations that are being done and he figures pretty much everybody that wants them should have them by may um and that they're going to start opening it up to other age groups and stuff like that uh, he did mention something about the teachers. Uh, school should be open soon, but um, that's about it. Hmm. And then, of course, uh, actually, he came in during Tucker Carlson's time. So immediately Tucker came on right after him and, of course, you know, started <laughs> started chewing on him about stuff. <laughs> Sounds like the Tucker Carlson had to just give a rebuttal, of course. Yeah, and, and of course, there seems to be a little bit of a war right now. Uh, Tucker referred to people in the Defense Department that are mentioning his name and, and talking about his show. So uh, he's probably probably getting some of that uh, uh, animosity that, uh, you know, Sean Hannity used to get all the time when Barack Obama was in office. I mean, Sean, uh, Barack used to make reference to Sean Hannity quite a bit in news. Oh, yeah, they were. They were buddy old pals. Oh, they? yeah. Yeah. He just, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think Tucker Carlson sure. is going to be Biden's friend. <laughs> Sean Hannity. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's pretty funny, isn't he? Um, yeah. Um, so. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I'm sure you can you can probably watch a, a two-minute clip, and it'll tell you everything you need to know about what, what President Biden said tonight. Well, you know, I got to flip on what I was going to do because I just got this uh, breaking news story um, that scientists want to send 6.7 million sperm samples to the moon as a global insurance policy. I don't know if anybody was aware of this. This is coming from SeaTech Business Insider, Cheryl Ta. Ta. That's T H. Ta. Um, I thought, thought you were having a, a some kind of a yeah. stroke or so, something. So, oh, Lord, not yet. Uh, scientists have suggested that humans could buy into a modern global insurance policy by building an ark filled with 6.7 million sperm samples on the moon. Um, 
The arc would involve shooting the sperm and ova samples of 6.7 million species up to the moon via multiple payloads. The samples would then be stored in a vault beneath the surface of the moon in a lunar pit where they could be kept secure. According to a New York, New York Post report, this would be similar conceptually to the Doomsday Seed Vault in Svalbard, Norway, which currently holds more than a million crop samples originating from almost every country in the world. The team of six researchers from the University of Arizona presented their idea at the Institute of Electrical and Electronics Engineers, the IEEE Aerospace Conference, where they said their proposal would protect mankind from extinction. Um, this mm. lunar arc, uh, the, the researchers, researchers said, could help the Earth repopulate if a catastrophic disaster such as a deadly epidemic, a supervolcanic eruption, a large-scale nuclear war, widespread drought, or an asteroid, or Godzilla were to occur. Um, Earth is naturally a volatile environment. The uh, um, study author Jekin Thangalufendum <laughs> said in his presentation on the paper, uh, his last name is T-H-A-N-G-A-V-E-L-A-U-T-H-A-M. Um, so presentation of the, on the paper titled Lunar Pits and Lava Tubes for a Modern Ark, um, adding that an Earth-based repository of samples would still leave specimens vulnerable to getting destroyed in a massive disaster. While this might seem like a suggestion straight out of science fiction, the scientists behind this proposal have calculated that sending the cryogenically frozen samples of sperm, eggs, spores, and seeds of some 6.7 million species to the relative safety of the moon might well be a feasible operation. According to an IFL science report, Van Groevenham said in his presentation that the facility could be filled with samples and 250 flights to the moon. Goodness gracious, that's a lot of flights carrying sperm. But building the International Space Station in comparison required 40 trips. To prevent the samples from freezing, uh, from freezing <laughs> or welding together in the sub-zero temperatures beneath the surface of the moon, the scientists also suggest the facility be powered by solar panels. Um, IFL Science spoke to Alvaro... Diaz Flores Caminero, a University of Arizona doctoral student leading the thermal analysis for the project, who said that the projects like these bring mankind closer to becoming a space civilization and to a not very distant future where humankind will have bases on the moon and Mars and other places. You thought I was going to say it, didn't you? you yeah, I know you. Multi that's too far away. Too far away. Multidisciplinary projects are hard due to their complexity, but I think the same complexity is what makes them beautiful, uh, Caminero said. Um, so, yeah, that's a lofty goal. Um, that's probably the most they've had in one location in our lifetime. So, so. There's a yeah. there's a whole lot of questions involved in that. 
Yeah, just stuck. Uh, literally, actually. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, be our luck. They'll put it in a vault somewhere, and there'll be that'll be the place that a meteor strikes the moon uh, and destroys well, everything. <laughs> looks like all we got left is platypus sperm. I mean, you know, that's the way it goes sometimes. <laughs> or if several weird things got mixed together and you create yeah. some kind of being know. that just. <laughs> yeah. okay. The mold, you know, melted with the spores. I mean, it's a, it's a mess. Cats and dogs living together. It's horrible. I don't really know how to follow that kind of story, actually. Wow. <laughs> I'm. I'm, I feel like anything that I would do right this moment would be inferior. <laughs> I'm having a hey, problem. That's what, that's what our science departments are paying for. Um, well, uh, it looks like Robert may still be around, so I'm going to talk about his state. Idaho. Um, Idaho. Okay, he didn't respond. All right. No, he didn't. All right, Iowa. Uh, did you know that after all this time that there's still a House seat in the state of Iowa that's still being contested by the Democrats? Have you heard that story? Oh, really? No, I have not. Uh, it's, yeah, it's one seat. Um, and this is according to redstate.com. Uh, some guy, I guess it's a guy named Bonchi. But the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm saying, <laughs> sounds somebody like in a head shop but uh anyway uh, what's up bunchy bunchy he says the house race in iowa's second district was decided months ago and and but the democrats aren't accepting that a recount found that republican marionette miller meeks won oh. by just six votes <laughs> six <laughs> votes uh, and, and, of course, the results have already been certified, and I think she's already, you know, in Congress. But despite that, the Democrats are, are still arguing about whether they want to accept that. And, and they're talking about requiring another recount. But then then the results have been certified. So how can they do that? Um, mm. Isn't that kind of the same thing that... Uh, you know, that that the Republicans were in trouble for when they were contesting Joe Biden. But um, here's the here's the question. If the Democrats require another recount and they actually go through with it and they determine that the Democrat candidate Hart actually won. Will they override the certification of the person that's already been seated? Interesting. So the overriding Republicans who sought to dismiss the attempt to overturn the results, that means that this attempt to steal a seat continues. Uh, Nancy Pelosi endorses the move, or she endorsed it back in December, I'm sorry, uh, proclaiming that, you know, that the House will decide who gets that seat if, you know, if, if there's a question about it in the end. Um, and this, this, yeah, this is that same guy, Bunchy. Uh, not only is this attempt ridiculous, it is also an insurrection, according to the standards laid out by the left and their media allies over the last several months. If Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley can be accused of fomenting insurrection by not voting to certify Joe Biden, then why do those rules not apply here? 
any Democrat who refuses to accept the certified win of Miller Meeks, which is the Republican, and continues to try to steal this seat is clearly committing insurrection against the very foundation of our government. So anyway, he says this is hypocrisy. And uh, why aren't people like Jake Tapper on CNN and some of his cohorts uh, talking about this issue? So, well, Robert, uh, we got to get that reeled in over there, buddy. You got a hot uh, seat there in, in, in your uh, state there, Robert. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, you know, uh, you know, there's a story out um, came out about it was updated about two hours ago that uh, Matthew McConaughey tells the Longview News Journal where he stands on political office. There's been whispers that he might try to run for Texas governor. I heard that last um, fall. I, I've been hearing about that too. Yeah. So the uh, article's by John Anderson. So um, this says there's been a lot of speculation when it comes to Longview's Matthew McConaughey running for governor in Texas or even president. Can you see a president McConaughey? All <laughs> right. All right. All right. We're going to get this going. Uh, the, Longview, <laughs> the Longview News Journal asked the Longview ISD grad. An Academy Award winner, how serious he is. Uh, McConaughey has added best-selling author to his list of accomplishments with his new book, Greenlight, said he talks uh, a lot about his childhood in Longview. Right now, it appears McConaughey is looking for the right place to strike to work with Republicans and Democrats. So he said, he, he's, he uh, put on here, I've said... This analogy a few times before, but someone told me there ain't nothing in the middle but dead armadillos and yellow lines, I said. When I'm walking right down the yellow lines, right in the middle of the highway right now, and the armadillos are free having a great time because right now both sides are so far to the right or the left, there aren't even tires on the pavement. So I think going in, to think Democrat or Republican or one or the other is small thinking now and even becoming unconstitutional because you're supposed to serve the American people or the people of your state, said McConaughey. Uh-huh. Um, he did say he's serious about being a leader, though, but during his interview, it appears he wants a strong appointed position or an advisory role with teeth um that would be good because otherwise nobody be able to understand you he called himself a free agent when it came to someone signing him up <laughs> he said I'm, I'm serious about the right leadership role but i'm not sure if that's in politics he said there are so many affiliations whether it's the party or going to a party i just threw that in there where you're considered to be affiliated with or what, when you get in there, your hands are tied in a lot of ways and <laughs> allegedly. With politics, you can go and put some band-aids on some things for years, but once you, you're out of those band-aids, can be ripped back off. So what change do you really make, McConaughey continued. For me, I need politics to define its purpose before I would choose it as a possible lane for me to pursue. Uh, and that lane continues to be the middle when it comes to politics for him. Uh, he said, that's what I'm saying now when I say, hey, I'll meet you in the middle. I dare you. 
It's a dare now. It's not a place of the gray colors of compromise or riding the fence. No, it's a daring wild place to go right now in the middle, said McConaughey. And if you're illegitimizing, illegitimatizing the opposing side completely, you're only serving half anyway. McConaughey said that he gets his push alerts from the Longview News Journal app on his phone to keep up with the Longview football and commented on the great season pine tree had. Um, he's also <laughs> an instructor in the Moody College of Communication at the University of Texas. Woo, hook and horns. And a devout Longhorn fan, which we know. Um, so he used football as an analogy with politics, um, where he says, in the middle, in football terms, when you're playing free safety, when you're, where, you, where do you have more agility to go right or left when you have to? From the middle, McConaughey said, it's the place, and I do believe it in certain circumstances, there are places you say, wait, this is a place you need to go a little bit to the left, or this is a place to go a little to the right. And I think our leaders should be at a place where they are agile to do that instead of just blindly, I mean blindly, without any discussion or thought, walking a certain protocol party line, he added. Uh, McConaughey also said that this is a perfect time for the youth to get seriously involved in politics as well. On a general level, positions of influence and power like that in politics are something for every single individual to at least think about. What would you do, he asked. I think it's a great question to throw to high school kids. It's a good question for everyone to ask themselves. What would you do if you were governor or president or mayor? I continue to ask myself that. I don't know that politics is my category where I'd be the most useful. I'm looking for where I'd be the most useful, and it may be that I could be more useful as a free agent. For the Dallas Cowboys. No, I threw that in there. McConaughey added. Um, but I, I thought it was neat. You know, he's uh, still got roots in his hometown. And- yeah, he, he's he's a Texan at heart. It, wasn't he talking about running for governor of, of Texas? Was that yeah. one of the rumors? That's one of the rumors. Yeah, he's not yeah. sure. He, th- he wants to be in politics, but he wants to stay in the middle and the it's just you can be a you can be a moderate, but there's not a lot of those left. And leaning hard one way or the other, but that doesn't mean that it can't change. So he could be one of those voices of change. All right, all right, all right. Harum, <laughs> harum. <laughs> that was yeah, one of my are, favorite scenes in that movie. <laughs> those are rookie numbers. Um, <laughs> rookie numbers. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, he played football at UT, didn't he? Yeah, he what, did. wasn't he yeah, a actually. wide receiver or something? I mean, with his size, that's probably what he did. Or maybe he was a quarterback. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think he was, he might have been a wide receiver. I don't remember, but he did play for him. Yeah, yep. he's a devout Longhorn fan. Basketball, baseball, football—it don't matter. I wish he had enough money to buy the Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) Oh, Lord. We need somebody to take over. Well, they just gave Dak Prescott all that money. So he signed up for four years. uh, No, we have not talked about Geraldo. Uh, Did you see tonight uh, or today that Geraldo's talking about 
running. Oh, help me out, Crimson. Running was you talking about running for governor or senator? I don't remember. Of what? Um, I I, I want to say Missouri for some reason. Missouri comes to Missouri. Mind. Senator. Okay. Roy Blunt is not seeking yeah. re-election next year. He was. He had actually alluded to that last year at some point. Is talking about running. Ohio, well, Ohio. okay, wow, all right, well, well that's Portman close to Missouri. Well, doesn't he? Doesn't he live in Cleveland? I thought that he lived. I in don't Cleveland. remember. I don't remember. Uh, they, oh, they've separated. Fox has separated Mongino and Geraldo because they they get in a fight every time that they're together. So, well, they're gonna make him shave that mustache. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, gosh, who's I forgot who was who was the other person on there at the same time, and that person asked him a couple of questions, like one, "What would you do about the border?" <laughs> and uh, I forgot what the other question was, but yeah, he he seems to be tossing it out there that he he may be interested in running. And huh. I heard today there it seemed like there was another senator, a uh, Republican senator, that's announced that they're they're not going to seek re-election. So uh, we're, we're kind of getting in trouble on the Republican Senator side. Uh, of course we probably need some that we have some that we need to retire anyway. I think Mitch McConnell is uh, the rumor is that he's not going to seek re-election, but uh, we better come up with some good, good candidates to take their place or we're going to be in trouble in the Senate. Hmm. And I don't know what kind of senator Geraldo would make. I mean, I kind of there's there's things I like about Geraldo, but golly, on on border issues, he just I don't. He's just we're way on opposite sides. Well, so, Dennis Lee, do you have a uh, this day in history? Oh well. Huh. Oh, Leo is Leo Terrell. You're right. Thank you. Thank you for asking, Donald Wayne. Of course, there's a day in history, and. Uh, and today's like uh, no other. On this day in history, March 11th, 2011, the Fukushima nuclear disaster happened. The what? Um, the large, the Fukushima, bless you, the largest earthquake ever recorded in Japan causes massive devastation and the ensuing tsunami decimates the Tohoku region of North eastern Honshu. On top of the already horrific destruction and loss of life, the natural disaster also gives rise to a nuclear disaster at the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear plant. The Fukushima disaster is considered the second worst nuclear disaster in history, forcing the relocation of over 100,000 people. Um, During the emergency, each of the three operational nuclear reactors at the Fukushima plant shut down successfully, but the backup power and cooling systems failed. As a result, residual heat caused fuel rods in all three reactors to partially melt down. And as crews searched the rubble for survivors and the nation reeled from the earthquake and ensuing uh, tsunami, the nuclear disaster unfolded over the course of several days. Reactors 1 and 3 exploded on March 12th and 14th, uh, respectively, prompting the government to evacuate everyone 
with a, a two a, a twenty kilometer radius. Um, another explosion in the building housing reactor two on March fifteenth relieved released even more radiation, um, and thousands of people left their homes and workers used helicopters, water cannons, and seawater pumps to try and cool the overheating facility. Um, in comes Godzilla. The full extent of the fallout became apparent over the ensuing months, with the government eventually evacuating all residents within a 30-kilometer radius of the plant. Now, no deaths were initially attributed to the incident, although this was of little comfort to the 154,000 people who were evacuated or loved ones of the uh, more than 18,000 people who lost their lives as a result of the earthquake and tsunami. Some have suggested that such a large evacuation was not necessary as radiation levels appear to have dropped below what is expected in the immediate wake of the accident. Though many were unable to return to their homes, a 371-square-kilometer difficult-to-return zone remains evacuated as of 2021, and the true toll may not be known for decades. In 2018, the government announced that former plant worker who had served during the meltdown was the first death officially attributed to radiation from the disaster, which today is considered only um, second only to Chernobyl in the ranking of infamous nuclear incidents. And that was this day on March 11, 2011. I remember that happening, and uh, they dumped all that nuclear, um, all that radio, uh, radioactive water went back out into the ocean. Yeah. Uh, and, and to think that that was like 20, nearly 25 years after Chernobyl, Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor old and, and Chernobyl was de- was very devastating back in 1986. Oh, and, and if anybody's watched that movie, um, if, even if it was anything close to that, for them to send those workers in there, like, yeah, just go on in and look down and see what you can see there, buddy. Um, you know, don't worry, and then, your like, face is going to melt off. And then I know you, you, Dennis Lee and Donald Wayne, were of that certain age. Y'all remember the Three Mile Island incident back in 1979 and and how oh, dangerously yeah. close we came. Yeah. Well, I didn't mean, I was just still a wee thing. There <laughs> we go. He here was just go. a wee thing. He probably doesn't remember that at that age, but then maybe. It was in the, it was in the history books. Um, you know, we well, don't have those anymore, but. Oh, no, you know, they've been replaced. They've been replaced. Yeah. They've been, they've been, uh, well, I can't think of the word I'd want to use for it right now that I could use on this one, uh, this show. But, yeah. Oh, you want me to uh, get our boys out there, Donald Wayne? Or? Sure. Wake them up. Okay. Let me let them free here. Hold on one slap, second. Slap Jethro. Oh, my goodness. Tell him pick dusty, up his uh, fiddle. Dusty and dirty, man.
March you right down the aisle. Okay. National calendar mm-hmm. days for Thursday, March the 11th. Uh, there's quite a few again today. And again, I'm only going to touch on a couple of them because there's just some that just really don't warrant spending a lot of time on. But the first one, I didn't really, you know what national three one one day is Dennis Lee. Um, no, well, don't feel bad. I didn't either. And I probably should have, but, um, in 1996, Baltimore, Maryland adopted the first 311 system as a way to ease pressure on the overburdened 911 system. That system is uh, designed to free up emergency phone lines and shorten wait times for emergency calls by giving citizens a number that they can call just to report uh, I, anything they want to report. It's, it's basically a line that you can call in and say, hey, there's graffiti on the wall uh, on the bridge, the overpass, or you can complain about city services or just ask questions. So that's what the 311 uh, mm-hmm. number is for. Uh, I didn't even know we had that. but um, Interesting. It's available in most major cities today. So mm. it was wow. National 311 Day. Wow, I mean, that's the 411. Well, it makes sense. Of course, with with my stupid phone that I have now, if you touch the wrong button, it it dials nine one one automatically for you, and you have to cancel it real quick, or or you'll get a call back. Yeah, the grandbaby dialed nine one 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 day, and she's <laughs> like, "Oh, I'm like, what is it?" She goes, "Look," and I'm like, "Oh, great." So she hung up. They called back. Like, oh yeah, they'll call you I back. Like, well, the, the grandbaby accidentally dialed nine one one, and she laughed. And I'm like, well, I'm thinking to myself afterwards, like, is that really? Shouldn't you have sent somebody out here? <laughs> well, they probably would if you didn't answer. Uh, probably, yeah. but yeah, that's what the three one one's for. So that's that. And of course, today is also this is an uplifting. Uh, celebration national funeral director and mortician recognition day oh my goodness <laughs> so oh. i mean uh, you know they deserve recognition that's got to be a hard job um yeah a stiff one at that um, <laughs> beg your pardon uh it's what? also Na- national johnny appleseed day um i swear we've talked about johnny appleseed before but maybe in another life. I've never talked about Johnny's apple. Some no, I've never you even know? seen a picker picture of Johnny apple. A picker. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You've never seen an apple picker, or you never. Picked I've an seen apple. an apple picker, but okay. they weren't grinning though. Uh-huh. Okay. It's also <laughs> National Oatmeal Nut Waffles Day. Never had one you of those. Have, hmm? No, you know they have uh, oat milk now. Did you know that you can milk an oat? Well, the same way you milk an almond. Mm, I think there's more there to milk, but hey, however they can squeeze it out, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, I've I've seen that's becoming a big thing, uh, oat milk. So, um, you know, you can make out, milk out of anything, Dennis Lee. <laughs> uh, you can, yeah, anything can be milked on the way. <laughs> just based on what I've learned about almond milk, you can just about make milk out of anything. Uh, 
right. It's also, this one was interesting. It's National Promposal Day. Uh, Trumposal? Promposal Day. It's National Promposal Repos- Day. You know what that is? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> uh, it means that this day prompts the ultimate question each year. Will you go to the prom with me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're on your own, BP. You're on your own. Uh, oh, they, they have mechanical devices for that too. If you <laughs> and, and it's the day for high school students across North America to craft their unique invitation to the event of the year. Although, I, are they going to have proms again this year? I mean, so they didn't have them last year. But uh, it, it, when when they write the word out, they make it one word, promposal. So it's confusing until you read what it's mm. about. And it's all, also National Worship Your Tools Day. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess I don't well, really need to explain that one, right? I mean, hammer wrenches, I mean, screwdrivers, you know. know. Cause Moses to get out and get mad Vice, again. Uh, vice grips. Uh, it's look a day at him that, down there worshiping tools. <laughs> it's, a, it's a day for you to get out and you get your old dusty tools out and and polish <laughs> them, wax them, whatever you know, clean them oh, up. Oh, I, I don't know that you wax your tools, uh, Donald Wayne. Well, you do have to put but. some protectant on on some of them because they well, start some getting rusty. Yeah, if they get you rusty. Know. Um, silicone or something. <laughs> Just a comment. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah, I think that's right, Just a uh, <laughs> You know, just, I, I've got Just some, look at them down there. Yeah, you know, especially your old tools. You know, they need more care than, than the younger oh, tools. Okay. At this point, I'd like to point out that Donald Wayne is carrying it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, the last thing on the list is this World Kidney Day. So, uh, oh, well. I, I guess uh, okay. maybe you know we've had I had a day for donating body parts, <laughs> but I guess it's World Kidney Day. What can I say? That's it. Honestly, uh, yeah. we like, done with that what one. Can you say? Yeah, okay. I can't follow that with anything. Thank you, boys. Yeah, appreciate that. <sighs> Did, have you ever listened to the whole song? <clears throat> I have. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, when you're watching the video, you stay affixed to the one guy's, the bottom of his dirty foot. Um, <laughs> what? You know, is that, <laughs> is that prominent in the video? It is rather prominent. Uh, you know, it's just, um, it's odd, but yes. I don't okay. know why his I foot, that. his foot's odd. It's it's odd. Yes. Okay. Uh, Do you have I shoes mean, on? Not, no, that's why you can see how dirty they are. Okay. Well, you know, if you're walking around on dirt floors or in the yard, I mean, your your yeah. feet are bound to get dirty. Well, as long as they're not brown, then uh, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going there. 
<laughs> okay. Um, this this first story is something that I actually just saw in the news. Well, actually, is on uh, Tucker Carlson tonight, and so I had to look it up because I I I couldn't believe what I was hearing, and um, so anyway, I'll get into the story. It's about a, a biracial high school senior who can pass for white. And he receives a failing grade after refusing to publicly confess his white dominance and attach derogatory labels to his race, gender, religious, and sexual identity. So, um, what state was this in? This is Nevada. Uh, oh, it's actually Las Vegas, Nevada. And so, anyway, so after hearing the story on on Tucker, of course, he doesn't spend a lot of time on it. I looked it up and, and I got the story from the daily mail and, uh, it's M A I L. And it says, um, William Clark, who is, who is a high school senior received a failing grade in a critical race theory, critical race theory course after he refused to categorize and label his racial, religious, and sexual identities in class. He was asked to publicly reveal his race, gender, religious, and sexual identities, and then attach derogatory labels to those identities, according to a lawsuit, which his mother has filed. And he goes on to say that students were asked to undo and unlearn their beliefs, attitudes, and behaviors that stem from oppression, a statement says. A lawsuit was filed in December last year, 2020, against a school which is called the Democracy Preparatory Academy uh, at Agassi Campus in Las Vegas. I think that's that's a long title of that sucker. But it's actually a charter school. I was surprised. I, I figured it had to be a public school. So according to a lawsuit filed by his mother, Gabriel Clark, William is described as having green eyes and blondish hair and regarded as white by his peers. He is biracial and can pass for white and was failed by his teacher after he refused to confess his white dominance during a class mm -hmm. at his charter school. He Jeez. received a failing grade in his sociology of change class. What kind of class is that okay mm. William's mother is black and his deceased father was white according to his mother who brought the suit against the school they're unsure if he'll be able to graduate after being handed a failing grade the lawsuit targets democracy prep for violating their constitutional free speech and due process rights William and his mother who is a single parent says that he was compelled to make professions about his racial, sexual, gender, and religious identities in verbal class exercises and in graded written homework assignments, which were subject to the scrutiny, interrogation, and derogatory labeling of other students, teachers, and school administrators. The lawsuit says by asking him to reveal his identities, he was coerced to accept and affirm politicized and discriminatory principles and statements that he cannot in conscience affirm. The lawsuit claims that Williams was threatened with material harm, including a failing grade and non-graduation 
if he failed to comply with their requirements. The court's document says that his school rejected his request for reasonable accommodation and acted on their threats, which was to fail him. So, you know, the fact that it's a charter school, then I, I wonder, you know, people are paying money to send their kids to this school. Right. I would hope that this is not the only parent that has a problem with what went on there at that school. But what in what in the world are we trying? What are we turning schools into is my question. And, of course, again, it's a charter school, so they they probably have a little bit more leeway than public schools do or maybe not. I don't know. But um, I, I can't imagine. I mean, if, if, I'm, if I'm a parent and I'm sitting here reading this, and if it's all true, as stated, uh, you know, my child wouldn't be going there any longer. No. It's, it's why, why are we addressing that in class? You're, it's almost like you're, you're taking the responsibility of, of raising kids away from parents. And I know some parents probably accept that, you know, readily let somebody else raise the little heathens. But, uh, you know, I, I, I take offense to that. And I'm so glad that I don't have any kids of school age at this point in my life. I would not be, <laughs> I would not uh, be one of those parents that would be real quiet and just, oh, okay, well, this is what they need you to do. It's a shame. No wonder. And, and maybe this is why Democrats are so excited about wanting 16-year-olds to be able to vote. If this is the kind of courses that they have in school, uh, they're just preparing them to be little robots. And with that, I'm through. Excuse me. Well, well we know like um, public schools also get in called indoctrination camps because it's like, you know, your, your kids aren't really going to these schools to, to learn like basic reading, writing, and, and arithmetic. Um, it's like they're being being taught to, to conform to a certain ideology or else. Well, how does the system take it upon themselves to teach somebody else's child what they should, you know, what the, how, all these social values that, that they seem to want to, to, to expose them to now, especially one-sided social values. Um, I, it would I, almost I, seem like um, they, they want, you know, a society that, that, you know, you might've grew up with like decades ago to be unrecognizable. Well, they're changing history. They're rewriting history that books. That is true. And, you know, one of the things that I, I was upset about last year when it started, started, I started reading articles about it is, you know, unfortunately, I think even myself as a parent, I probably didn't pay enough attention to the, the things they were teaching in school. I didn't pay enough attention to, you know, uh, books. Mm-hmm you know, and really look at lessons. And, you know, once you get to the point where your child doesn't need you anymore to help with the homework, then a lot of us just don't pay attention to, to what they're learning anymore. But, you know, I, I, after some of the things that I read about how they're changing the history books and, and they're changing English and, and, uh, I saw another story today where, um, 
was it a school? Oh, yeah. uh, they were talking about you can't use the school didn't want people to use the words mom and dad anymore. Uh, I think it was what up in. Uh, uh, that you can still say parent, I think, but they didn't. They didn't want gender uh, words used like mom and dad, or you know. And and we've seen that. We've already done a story on that. Uh, I, mean, I think that is the most blasphemous thing, you know that 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 people like you and me could ever hear. I mean, and and you know, and that and that would probably um, fall in you know in the category of like the whole like a man and a woman incident on the start of the new Congress. Well, don't get me wrong. I don't care what other people say. I mean, it's the people have a right to call, you know, use whatever terms they want to use for them personally, but to try to inflict that on society and say, everybody's got to be this way. Everybody's got to do that. And I think the same article that the same school was talking about, they want to get rid of Merry Christmas again and and that kind of stuff. They don't want people saying those things. You know, if you don't want to say it, don't say it, but don't tell me I have to act that way or my my family. You know, forcing it on other people, you you and I are in agreement, not right, not right. Yeah. And I'm not going to, you know, we, we should be able to, to live our lives the way we see fit. Yeah, and I'm not going to criticize somebody if that's what they want to do and they want to to, to mm-hmm. use whatever words they want to use. But again, don't inflict that on everybody else and say, well, that has to be the norm. You know, the norm is whatever exactly. I want it to be for me uh-huh. and, and people in my life that I care about what they want it to be for them. You know, not somebody mm-hmm. telling me, oh, you can't say mom and dad anymore. So, yeah. You know, so, and- you... you- you, you you basically um are, are living the you know you know like a life that your that your mom and dad had you know teach taught you growing up and and that was the same values you taught taught Dennis and and his brothers and sisters growing up. Well, you know, and, and we we take some of what we learn. I think in my case, yeah. from from your parents and all of your family that has an influence on you and. And, and hopefully, you know, you may adjust that a little to reflect your experiences in life and that's okay. Mm -hmm. But still those core values, hopefully that you got some things that are, that are valuable to society. And, uh, it seems like we're now in the mode. It's almost like all of a sudden since Biden and the Democrats won the election, I hate to keep picking on them, but I mean, the changes that we've we see coming one after the another uh, are just amazing how they, it's almost like they want to reinvent society altogether. Not that there's things that shouldn't, shouldn't be adjusted. You know, I know there is, but some of this stuff is just, you, you could, uh, well, is it from, uh, uh, was it 1984? Was that the book? Uh, oh, George Orwell's 1984. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just it's almost science fiction, but now it's coming to pass. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that 1984 book should have really served as a warning to the f- future. Of course, um, you know, especially if you know if you read it and studied it long enough to to know what to look for. Uh, yeah, I was looking at Jess Duck's comment there. You're right, Jess. That's the same thing. It's just I. <laughs> I mean, I could probably. Yes, Crimson, I agree. You, you don't want me to get 
on that roller coaster right now. But that these things just it's one thing after another that they keep telling us, oh no, you we shouldn't do that anymore. We can't say that anymore. It's and and, to, and just Duck's comment about uh, I did a mini pod about breast milk. They breast wanted milk? To, they wanted to change. Yeah, I know. Don't give me a hard time. Uh, it's only because there was a, a, a article that came out that there's people that don't want you to say breast milk anymore. You have to say chest milk so you don't offend. Um, uh, People who what? are, well, I, I don't know how to phrase it. People who aren't women who want to, to breastfeed children. Transgender, or, yeah. Uh, well, just whatever. Or if somebody wants to, you know, if, if uh, feed a child. It made me think of the, the Fockers. Did you see the second Fockers? Meet the, was it Meet the Fockers? Right. When, when the dad had the uh, mechanical boob or the, Strap on boob, and, or or that might have been the, the third film, Little Fockers. I think uh -huh. I think it was the second one because they were in the the it Winnebago. Was. Well, the, well, the, the, the second one was Meet the Fockers. That was yeah. like Ben Stiller's parents that yeah. that were entered the story. But uh, it's the same thing. They're 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 wanting to change the language. Uh, if again, call it whatever you want to call it if it suits you, but don't tell me I have to say the same thing or we have to accept that as normal. Just uh, yep. just rotate around your little world yourself and, and leave everybody else alone. My okay. goodness. <laughs> yes. I don't know if Dennis? you're about to say I digress or, 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 or use the term soapbox if you're already no, on top. Say, where's the Tylenol? I need some Tylenol. Okay. Where's the Tylenol? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Dennis, help me. <laughs> so, well, you know, um, we'll throw this over to China. Um, Tom O'Connor from Newsweek did a story a couple of days ago that uh, China's uh, President Xi warns of unstoppable, uncertain times and the military must be prepared. I mean, not only are they trying to build um, super soldiers, but Chinese President Xi Jinping is called on his military to be ready to safeguard the country's territory from external and internal threats amid unpredictable developments plaguing the region and the globe at large. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> How rude. How rude, Dennis Lee. <clears throat> what? I mean, I, uh, I missed that. I popped some nuts in my mouth. Hold on one second. All right. I'm so sorry. Are in President uh, G meeting with somebody in, in uh, Alaska? North to Alaska. I, I didn't see that yet. Um, oh, okay. Maybe. I thought, were, I, thought, uh, I thought that came out. Okay. Um, so addressing uh, <laughs> pizza, tacos, anyone? Addressing a plenary... Uh, meeting of the fourth session of the 13th National People's Congress on Tuesday, Z, um, or yeah, emphasized <laughs> self reliance, innovation, and optimization among the world's largest standing armed forces, the People's Liberation Army, in order to realize national goals. He praised the military's successful achievements of last year's goals as well as its contribution to defeat 
of COVID-19 in China, (laughs) but warned of more troubling times ahead as the People's Republic continues its rise to superpower status. The current security situation of our country is largely unstable and uncertain, Z said, according to a readout published by the People's Liberation Liberation Army Information Portal. The entire military must coordinate the relationship between capacity building and combat readiness. Be prepared to respond to a variety of complex and difficult situations at any time. Resolutely safeguard national sovereignty, security, and development interests, and provide strong support for a comprehensive construction of modern socialist state, he added. Hmm. Um, Z also called for efforts to accelerate the establishment of high-level strategic deterrence and a joint combat system, along with other advanced projects. Um, owing to its swift action against COVID-19, <clears throat> laughable, a disease first <laughs> observed in the Chinese city of Wuhan, what China managed <laughs> Wuhan, Wuhan, bless you. Uh, managed to continue economic growth throughout a year in which most economies were paralyzed by extended lockdown measures, which continued to plague many major trading nations. Um, But 2020 also saw a sharp decline in China's relationship with its top competitor, the United States, as then-President Donald Trump attempted to pressure and isolate Beijing. So far, President Joe Biden has also endorsed a number of tough tactics on China when he remembers to, while at the same time calling for cooperation in certain key fields. When it comes to security, Biden and Xi remain at odds on key issues, including Chinese claims to be the contested uh, claims the contested waters of South China Sea and Taiwan, a self-ruling island, uh, island with informal political and military ties to the U.S., because um, I think they came out with a report not too long ago that said they see a, a war um, that we'd have to get involved in when they go after Taiwan in the next six years. Yeah. Um, the, Bi- the Biden administration has also called Beijing out on alleged human rights abuses in Hong Kong. Alleged, that's funny. Uh, Tibet and Xinjiang. Um, our China policy is predicated on our core sources of strength, State Department spokesman. Ned Price told reporters on Monday, and we've talked about those sources of strengths from this podium before. Then he then proceeded to detail the difference differences between the two powers. Two important ones I would flag in this context. Number one, our values. They give us, together with our international partners and allies, a comparative advantage, Price said. Two is its system of partnerships, that system of alliances that in many ways is the envy of countries, especially our competitors and our adversaries all over the world, because our competitors know that our system of partnerships and alliances is unrivaled. Um, The U.S. has increasingly fostered ties with allies and partners in the Asia-Pacific region, such as Australia, India, and Japan, which alongside the U.S. comprise the Kwai... Quadrilateral uh, security dialogue. The four countries have also experienced downturns in relations with Beijing over the past year, as Canberra 
entered into a trade conflict. New Delhi had border clashes, and Tokyo saw an increase in challenges at a contested series of islands in the East China Sea. Um, The four powers were said to have their first ever leader-level meeting virtually on Friday, but Chinese officials have repeatedly disparaged what they call a Cold War mentality in block building among major powers and have cautioned the U.S. and others not to interfere in China's domestic affairs. On Taiwan especially, Beijing has lashed out at a greater support in Washington for Taipei. China Mm -hmm. remains resolutely resolutely determined to defend uh, national sovereignty and territorial integrity and opposes Taiwan independence and external interference, Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesman Zhao Lejeune told a briefing Tuesday. He blamed the current tension on and turbulence and cross-strait relations on Taiwan's ruling Democratic Progressive Party and its appeals for international support, but said talks were still possible. Um we are all willing to carry out dialogue and consultation with all parties, groups, and personages in Taiwan on cross strait political issues, Zhao said, and issues related to promoting the processes of peace, reunification, and of the motherland on the political basis of adhering to the 1992 consensus and opposing Taiwan independence so as to build up consensus and resolve differences. Um, With that consensus having so far failed to bring the two rivals together through diplomacy, um, Xi has warned that military action remains an option, one that People's Liberation Army spokesperson Senior Colonel Wu Quan reaffirmed on Sunday, even as Washington appealed to Beijing to renounce it. Xi urged U.S. officials on Tuesday to adhere to America's decade-old commitments that developed from the normalization of relations with China in the 1970s. We urge the U.S. side to earnestly abide by the One China Principle and the provisions of the Three China-U.S. Joint uh, Communiques. Stop official interactions with and arms sales to Taiwan. Handle Taiwan-related issues prudently and properly, he said and avoid sending any erroneous signals to Taiwan independent forces, lest it should damage China-U.S. relations as well as peace and stability across Taiwan Strait. Um, Meanwhile, the People's Liberation Army continues to undergo rapid transformations in meeting Xi's goal of becoming a world-class war-fighting force by 2050. The Pentagon has acknowledged that it has already exceeded the U.S. military in certain key areas and last month established a task force specifically designed to analyze the challenges posed by Chinese power. Top priorities, according to the Deputy Secretary of Defense, Kathleen Hicks, included force posture, technology, intelligence, and partnerships. China's top brass continues to appeal for greater investment throughout the high-profile ongoing two sessions gathering in Beijing involving China's two top political bodies, the National People's Congress and the Chinese People's Political Consultative Conference. (laughs) These meetings are dedicated to the development of the country's 14th five-year plan, which includes military, 
economic and political goals through 2026. And this July also marks the 100th anniversary of the ruling Chinese Communist Party over which Xi presides as general secretary. Um, so, yeah, they've got some lofty goals and they aim to pass us right up. Well, I heard today that uh, that China's navy is now larger than the United States. Did did you mm. was that in the article? No, it was not. Um, I you know I don't know to what extent. Are they talking about cruisers, battleships, uh, submarines? I mean, but um, you don't know yes. what effect that would have if if China. Obviously, you know, they probably got more nuclear weapons than we do. Um, probably, yeah. But, you know, the one thing that probably would make this, even if they had the power to try to invade the United States, which, you know, I'm not saying that's a conspiracy thing, but uh, as long as American citizens have their own guns, this wouldn't be a very easy place to take. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at everybody's, all. Everybody's seen Red Dawn. I mean, it's not happening. Yeah, yeah. We the Wolverines. We, we kicked out. some butt in that movie, didn't we? That's <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I heard that the Navy was now has surpassed the United States. So, and it doesn't seem like uh, we're trying trying to uh, beef up our armed forces. We know that there was a lot of talk during you know during Donald Trump's. Uh, four years that he was investing a lot in the military, but don't yeah. really see anything coming out of Washington right now that makes me feel too confident. No, I'm surprised that um, they're not um, trying to dismantle what we're trying to do with the uh, with the NASA program now. So, well, Biden actually, uh, I won't say he took credit for it tonight. He did mention landing on on Mars tonight, but. Some people took it that he mentioned it in such a way like it was an accomplishment for his administration. Well, I hate, I hate to tell you, Prez, but, you know, that 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 ship left before you ever got inaugurated. So uh, That's right. Know. The Space Force was in power way before you got there. Yeah, that you can't, throttle. can't take any claim for that <laughs> thing landing on Mars. That's but, right. Uh, now... Like if it lands, you know, somewhere else, then he can take all the credit he wanted to. <laughs> I think another thing Tucker was saying tonight was making fun of uh, Biden that there's more troops in Washington D.C. right now than there are in Afghanistan. There's more people guarding Washington D.C. right now than there are than we have over in Afghanistan. So. Yeah, thought that was um, an interesting point. Well, and uh, McConnell, um, you know, had to raise his think about that. He's like, you know, this this fence and the eight foot fence and thousands of National Guard troops need to be removed from the Capitol. There's no sense in keeping it going. You know, well, it, it, it fits the narrative. It fits the you know because the the projection they have right now is that we. You know, they have to be concerned about the white supremacist groups in this country that want to overthrow the government. I mean, so the barbed wire and the National Guard and all that protection, that that fits the narrative. And um, 
this this new guy that they've got for um, Secretary of Defense, he sounds like a real winner. I don't know if you've seen anything on him. Uh, I heard a couple of things about him today, but he's he's kind of like uh, he's already going in there and trying to make some some drastic changes. Actually, the 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 story that I was going to do next, I'm going to save that. Uh, I may do it on a mini pod cause it's a little bit longer than, than the time we've got left, but it also talks about this, uh, new secretary of defense. I mean, they're, they're making some, they're actually going through the military. His directive right now is to go through the military and make sure there's no, no, uh, the military doesn't have any political affiliations, make sure that they don't have any political extremists in the military. So, um, you know, boy, I tell you, it's, it's what kind of damage that they can do in four years. Right. Whether Biden stays four years or not. Of course, I don't know if you heard um, Lindsey Graham. He was being interviewed over the weekend. I, I, well, maybe, no. It could have been Sean Hannity. Yeah, it was on Sean Hannity that – I think Sean was expressing his thoughts that, you know, he didn't think Biden could make it for four years, but Lindsey Graham did say he, he felt like Biden would hang in there for four years. So of course that's if they let him, you know, like a hair on a biscuit because, Um, because they could go in there and remove him. You know, Nancy Pelosi's already, already got that little tool in her, in her uh, (laughs) toolbox (laughs) that that (laughs) they they can bump Biden out of there if they feel, you know, all they got to do is say that, you know, he, he's not capable of performing the job. So, right. But I, I, so instead of doing the story about, uh, what I was going to do, I just wanted to mention, did you see today that, uh, you know, they're trying to push through some gun legislation that's already passed the house. Did you see that? Oh, here we go. No, I did not. Yeah, they, the the first bill, I think there's more than one bill that they're trying to push through, but you know, the two biggest items on this bill is one, they want to increase the, the, the time allowed for a background check to go from three days to 10 days, which that doesn't sound like a big deal. I mean, you know, maybe there's some people that take more than three days, you know, cause right now they have three days. If, if you don't get an answer within three days, then the sale can go ahead and proceed. Uh, I think they call it the sunset clause or something. They give the government so much time to perform that background check. So, you know, they've, they've made an argument that in some cases, three days is not enough for certain people in this country. So, you know, on the surface, 10 days doesn't really bother me, but the problem with the 10 day thing is, which this article I'm looking at says also, there's no sunset clause in there, which means they can extend it beyond 10 days because they're, they're trying to create a a national register for, for gun purchases. And, uh, you have to get clearance nationally and, uh, the FBI is going to be involved in that. So if they feel like they need longer to do that, then they can just kind of put you off indefinitely. And that may be their, their key as a way to, restrict you know the gun purchases in this country so that's the same thing they do here just stuck what's that less than 30 minutes here background checks are less than 30 minutes in colorado and they're they're fairly quick here are you sure i thought i thought the 
thought the law was three days. Mm-mm. No, not the. Na- I don't think it's a national law. No, thirty minutes. Hmm. Okay, that's faster than we can get a pizza. Well, if you if you have a, a concealed carry permit, you can get one right away here in Georgia. So, um. Oh well, I'll have to put that to use. Yeah, if you've got a if you've got a, a carry permit here in Georgia, that is your background check, and um, so yeah, you can use that and and walk out of the store with your with your uh, toys. But so that's one of the things. The other thing that they're trying to do, and I don't see see the qualifier in this particular article, but they're trying to reduce. Well, they're trying to reduce the number of uh, rounds that you can have in a magazine. I think they want to make, you can't have a magazine that carries over 10. I don't know that I personally care about that. I mean, I'm not one of those that, you know, has an, a, a quote assault weapon anyway, but, uh, I know some people are upset about that, that, uh, I think 16 is a good number. A couple, <laughs> you know, at least three or four clips with 16 in there. Well, you know, I just, my, my thing is, I mean, if, if 10 is, is the number, then, you know, just have 30 or 40 of those if you feel like you, you need that. But, um, so that's an issue. The, the number of rounds that you can have in a clip, they're trying to reduce that. But the other thing is they're trying to reduce the size of the ammunition. And I'm not, I'm not an expert on that. So I can't really speak, uh... speak to what that would do. Uh, hmm. but some, some enthusiasts like hunters are talking about like in shotgun shells, uh, shotgun. Yeah. Shells. They have, to, they're going to reduce the, talking caliber. About the, the, the grain or the caliber, the caliber, the, the caliber, they're going to reduce the caliber and some hunting enthusiasts say, well, that's not going to work when you're hunting for certain game in this country. So, you know, that's got a lot of people upset, but I, I think the, 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 the 10 day, ex- uh, Maybe an issue because it looks like that they have an open door there that they can stall it. They can say, well, we're backed up. It's going to take us a while. So, you know, they could uh, hold off gun sales, uh, uh, you know, indefinitely for people if they wanted to. And um, well, we'll have already- a lot of people going to the gun store. Well, and I just got a flyer uh, a week or so ago that uh, they're having a sale. You know, evidently it slowed down a little bit after that surge last summer and, and fall. Um, Is that at the, um, at the uh, Outdoor Adventures? Yeah, Outdoor Adventures. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, got, they got a sale right now and said that they got ammunition. But um, it's past the house, this particular one about the, the background check, and I believe the... Uh, the caliber of the, uh, the bullet, uh, has passed and it just has to go to the Senate and see if it makes it out of the Senate. But they're saying that they, they, you know, they have to have a filibuster in the Senate. So, you know, hopefully well, there's also been a story going around that the military is buying up all the brass so that it's making it harder to find ammunition. But that's really? not the first time that story has been circulated. I haven't heard that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that would be another way for for uh, the Democrats to to kind of. I mean, the thing is, I mean, it really looks like they're pushing this. I mean, look at all the stuff they're pushing right away. They're trying trying to change the voting rights. 
They're trying to make all of those. Those are drastic changes. I think the voting bill scares me more than the gun legislation uh, because there's nothing in here right now that says, you know, people can't have guns anymore. But I, I have no doubt if, if Democrats stayed in control for eight years that that, that would end up on their agenda. Um, but the voting thing really scares me if, if that gets out of the House the way they approved. I mean, I'm sorry, out of the Senate the way they approved it in the House. So, but, you know, and, and we can't even, here in Georgia, and I said this the other night, we can't even uh, write to our senators because we've got those two new Democrat senators in Georgia that would be useless. In fact, uh, uh, Warnock's already, already, uh, pledged his support to the HR one bill that, uh, the house has passed. So, you know, there, I and mean, we know he's that vote, how that's going to go. And I'm, I feel pretty sure, um, you know, we're, we're going to have to kind of cross our fingers on that one, Jeez. but that'll transform elections for a long time. So, all right. So I'll save this, um, this other story that I was going to do about the military, and I'll do that on a mini pod, maybe, maybe tomorrow night. Because uh-huh. it, it'll, it'll take me a while to get through that one. Plus, there's another related article I found later at, that also ties to that. Uh, there's a lot going on with the military right now. And I'm telling you, everything that I've seen about this new Secretary of State concerns me. And usually we don't, I'm sorry, Secretary of Defense, not Secretary of State. Um, that concerns me. Uh, this, mm. this guy's in there to transform the military and, and not, it doesn't appear to be in a good way. Okay. Well, soapbox too. We'll see what happens on that. Are, are we at the end now? We're at the end. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, well, uh, let's see. What what time is it? Golly, we're finished a little early there, Dennis Lee. You know, I can't decide if people who wear pajamas in public have given up on life or living it to the fullest. Um, is that a thought in your head, or are you reading that? No, this is something I read. <laughs> <laughs> have Have you seen the picture of? Uh, oh, what's that? idiot's name on cnn um they call humpty dumpty eric seltzer um brian still Stel- still i mean I, I, I call him seltzer, I, but I, he seltzer i mean i've i've heard sean handy call him little pipsqueak uh oh, you've seen wow. the pictures of him sitting there in his uh coat and tie and then he's in his boxer brief sitting behind his uh microphone have you seen that one they keep showing it on uh, on the Tucker Carlson at the end of the show. They'll show that that picture of him. He's he's wearing boxer shorts, but he's got a coat and tie on. Uh, of course, Sean Hannity for years has always worn the coat and tie, but he's swearing he's in blue jeans and tennis shoes, you know, under the desk. So, I guess if the guy wants to get away with wearing boxer shorts, I don't really care. Yeah. I mean, really? That, you, when you said that about the pajamas, that's made me think of that. That's wasn't just a random thought. It just, <laughs> I thought it tied in <laughs> what you were saying. 
Kind of, yeah, yeah. I see where you're yeah. going with that. Yeah, why, why is Donald Wayne thinking about him, Brian Seltzer, and his? Uh, you sports. know, and, and other another news: Atlanta Falcons have re-signed Young Ho Koo. Um, re-signed. Yeah, Young Ho. I didn't Very know. He, I didn't know we had a Young Ho. Yeah, you do, and uh, a Koo <laughs> one at that. He, and he's a hell of a kicker, actually. Hell of a kicker. Oh, I do remember that story. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you're right. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he's, he's paying him a lot of money, aren't they? Yes, they are. He's, okay. <laughs> um, um, and you, you were talking just a minute ago about Brian Stelter, Sean Handy, of course, and their wardrobes. But here's a story I heard about the late Cokie Roberts from IDC News that whenever they would do the Capitol Hill shots dre- dressed in trench coats, that instead of them actually standing on location with the nation's capital in the background, they were actually standing in front of a, a green ball known as a chroma key and making it look like they were outdoors. Oh, really? <laughs> and th- this was this was like years ago when I think probably probably in the, back, back during her d- during like her heyday at ABC News and when I th- think during the days of like this week with David Brinkley, you know, and she and like she would appear like on World News Tonight with Peter Jennings and. And any yeah. of the other ABC news programs like Nightline, yeah, or or if it was like on Good Morning America first thing in the morning, and and it was, and it was either still dark outside before the sun rose. Um, they they, they would th- you know you would have the illusion like is she really on location? But the thing is, is that they would have them dressed up in trench coat in a studio, standing in front of a, a chroma key wall. Oh wow! Well, now that makes me come up with a question, Eric. Um... I wonder if those those guys uh, for the Weather Channel that are always seen out there with the hurricanes and and the winds blowing and they're barely standing up, you know, they're leaning about fifteen <laughs> degrees off the ground. I wonder, wouldn't that be funny if they were in a studio in front of a green screen and they were just <laughs> they were just putting all that stuff behind them? Had a wind machine in there, you know? Um, um, and I think they would need like a good makeup department to put like the like the snow and ice like on their face and on their glasses. <laughs> I mean, I always thought it was crazy to be standing next next to the water, the ocean when there's a hurricane coming on shore anyway. Um you know, I, I always I always <laughs> I mean, worry about this pine tree or something come blowing past and then they disappear, you know, they go off with the pine tree. That's just, that's a dangerous <laughs> thing to do. Um, I don't know if I could could imagine Jim Cantori like d- doing an on location st- shoot inside a studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And J- Jim Cantori is the biggest name over at the Weather Channel as we speak. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, if you see Jim Cantori out in your neighborhood, you know things are going downhill quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're we're missing something um, in the neighborhood. Or, Houses, um, trees. Oh, and don't forget Mike Seidel. Like there was the one incident where people swore that um, he wrote his name in the snow. Oh, <laughs> well. <laughs> but, but I've got to be real indirect right there. <laughs> you know, like if people know what what that slang term means. I would imagine we have such a. Uh, an educated uh, group of listeners that everybody kind of <laughs> figures that out, right? I mean, Especially, but 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 Seidel but swears that never happened. It. it was a cell phone signal. Don't go eat that yellow snow. Don't go eat that yellow snow. You know there was a uh, 
Oh God! There was a song. Uh, who did that? Frank Zappa. Uh, Frank, Frank Zappa. Zappa. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's where I was going with that. Yeah. I actually almost used that yeah. last night. And uh, the mothers of invention. Uh, yep. Yep. That was going to be one of the songs. I, it got it got bumped for one of those others, like the lobotomy song. But uh, oh. <laughs> no. Uh, all right. Well, are are you looking at anything else there that brings you to mind of something, Dennis Lee? Um, I'm looking. I'm just not finding. <laughs> uh, not finding any anything uh, that really jumps out. You ever notice the pictures that they show of Biden on the internet? Always, he has an angry face. Have you ever? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it, his 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 brow is all ruffled and his eyes are squinty, and it looks like he's about ready to cuss somebody out. <laughs> they they don't really look yeah. for flattering pictures to put on the internet, do they? No, no. Uh, well, he, needs, he, he needs to get uh, people to. Uh, I think they're they're doing that to him on purpose. <laughs> well, it sells, of course, like. You know, picture, oh, like sure a picture does. of you in an unflattering moment. Well, I guess we don't have to worry about that. We'll never be famous enough for anybody to go to the trouble of putting our picture on the internet in an, an unflattering way. Although. Or unless it ended up in the National Enquirer. Uh, well, I could see Dennis being in the National Enquirer. Oh, yeah. Many times in my life. Um, I probably have some stories that I could share with the National Enquirer. Yeah, well, I'm, sure you could. Um, you, well, I'm not going to bring it up. Much money off of it, but um, uh, yeah. Oh, I know if one they were story. To do a story I could like make Pod Wars 2.0. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, Jeff Dunham. What was the reference to Jeff Dunham? Oh, he looked like. Oh, yeah, he does kind of look like Walter. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Oh, oh, BP's provoking me. (laughs) Provoking me. Oh, you had to bring that word up. You know, we we've gone all night. What word is that, Donald Wayne? Dennis hasn't Um, uttered that word yet, and um, BP has to bring it up. I mean, Um, I think they'd like to hear you say it. It must be the way you you pronounce it or something. I mean, there's always somebody thinking about your anus. It's I, a, mean, it's a, I, I it's prefer a to say Uranus. Yeah, I think you're right, Eric. I think Dennis is, <laughs> his pronunciation leaves too much to the imagination. Ah, uh, so many probes. It's so all that times. tall tales <laughs> stuff that he does. He just can't yeah. separate it. Sometimes it leaks back in. It does. It you, does. You try to get away, and it keeps pulling you back. Pulling me back in. <laughs> All right. Well, Eric, if you would like to uh, do some promotions well, for us, please. Um, well, coming up on Podbean Live, um, I think Robert's going to have um, you know double sheds tonight. Um, you know, of like the Mister Clean Music Show because um, he's having to also make up for missing a couple of days this week of like the um, the Mister Clean Show, like I said, and then and I think Chris um, has got one hour. L- left in the the forgotten teams music show if anybody's interested in going over to see him 
But otherwise, um, you've got Chit Chat with the Old Man coming up at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. And this and this Friday, it's the latest installment of Cooking with Dina Joan Grammy. And also throughout the weekend, the Old Man will have his music shows on Friday night as well as on Sunday morning and Sunday afternoon. And, and John DeVito's got two shows lined up this Saturday with... Um, you know, an interview with the CEO of Flirt Magazine. And also this Saturday evening, he's also got a got Amanda from Circle of Hope back on as the, the latest development in the Circle of Hope case. Her, her parents have finally been taken into police custody, charged with 102 counts of, you know, child abuse and neglect charges, you know. Nice. And, you know, and this Saturday um, at 7 p.m. East time, Fill the live cast on the John DeVito show. You definitely won't want to miss this here on Podbean. Um, and also on Podbean Daytime Thought Friday, um, be on the lookout for other names like Milk Dog, Laura, and Pink Squirrel, and, and, and Frankie D's Crib Friday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And then ho- hopefully Robert will be doing his Friday afternoon edition of, um, of the Mr. Clean Show around 4 or 5 p.m. Eastern Time. And that will be followed at about 6 or 7 p.m. Eastern time by the Cummings' Culture podcast. And then Friday night at 8 p.m. Eastern should be Chuck and Billy's Not Your Cup of Tea. And then Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, you've got the choice of David's Mysteries of the Paranormal or Chris unplugged with with his wife, two peas on a podcast. But otherwise, there's 9.30 p.m. Eastern time, you know, the the TGIF free-for-all edition of the Slightly Serious Show, followed by the Old Men's music show and then weeknights of course you have chris with the forgotten tunes music show and and on saturdays at 8 30 p.m east time you've got lyrical laxatives and um a few more great podcast friends to name off and and another honorable mention to poetic and the holy shift podcast as well as sarge from the gray area podcast and, and so many other podcast friends that I'm confident that friends here on Podbean will enjoy it. And also a shout out to people like Ross William and friends at Just Another Day in Paradise. Hopefully they'll be back on Podbean again soon. And then also Friday evening at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Felix with The Swap Doesn't Lie. And Dennis Lee will tell you how you can get in touch with Tall Tales and the Rabbit Hole and Trust Talk and the latest um, Tall Tales programming changes. Well, thank you, Eric. We greatly appreciate that, sir. Um, you know, um, if you want to grab us, you know, just, just shake us up, do that on Twitter, do uh Twitter us at Trice talk WG moon. Um, if you'd like to email us and, you know, tell us what for and give us some suggestions or maybe send uh no, let's don't do that. Let's don't send any pictures. <laughs> Go to Trice talk 69 PTS at gmail.com. And do that. Um, I suggest that you go to Facebook where we post all the shows there. Um, A lot of the articles we use are posted there. So get on that Facebook page and follow us and like us and all that good stuff. Uh, And um, that's at Trice Talk. And then you can get us on Spotify at Trice Talk. Hell, you can even get us on Amazon Music at Trice Talk. And we're on every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 11 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone. And um, if you want to get weird, um, explicit, just not sick and, uh, you know, overly perverted, then you can come on over to Tall Tales where we get conspiratorial and talk about celestial events and uh, 
you know, um, those kind of things. Uh, and your anus. And we're, oh, oh, <laughs> I was trying to keep from saying, ah, you just went there, Donald Wayne. Um, and we're, we've got a new schedule for Tall Tales in the Rabbit Hole. It's going to be on every um, Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern before Trice Talk. So, um, and we greatly appreciate you. We couldn't do it without you, and we love you. Yes, we do. We appreciate uh, everybody well, um, joining us tonight. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, Eric? Well, well I was going to definitely, of course, run down that list of those who joined us live tonight. BP49, Crimson, Just Duck, Slightly Serious, you know, m the, m Robert from the Mr. Clean Show, Sean and Blair from the Real McCoy Show, as well as uh, in, in any other additional friends who came into our our live chat tonight we greatly appreciate you coming on and couldn't do it without you and we, we hope you'll join us again soon and uh, thank you to those downloading the published episodes as always um so love you and god bless you and have a, have a very blessed weekend we'll talk at you again soon uh, Donald Wayne, I don't think you've given anybody the clap tonight uh, if you <laughs> I, they all deserve what uh, Everybody good, deserves a, a clap. A, well, aren't you good, just a deserves a giving good. soul? <laughs> I mean, just so generous. The gift that keeps on giving. Thank yes. you. Thank you. <laughs> For your entire life. Um, <laughs> all right. So the closing thought for tonight is from Nelson Mandela. And he said, it is always... It always seems impossible until it is done. And I'll agree with that. I will agree as well. I concur. All right. Well, Dennis Lee, if you're ready to turn out the light, I think I've got somebody all juiced up here and ready to go. Again, well, thanks, everybody, for joining us tonight. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll be back on Sunday. And... Uh, and uh, maybe a mini pod tomorrow night. Well, let's turn out the lights, Donald Wayne. Stay safe, everybody. See you next time.
It's not a meaningless question as they've been and gone. I remember a talk about North Carolina, the strange, strange world. You see, the signs were like glass, the thick of a forest without a road. And if any man's hand ever made that land, then I think it would have shown. Seems like a dream. God be hypnotized. That's right.